You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my buddy, my pal, my Auburn compadre. How you doing, Jared? I'm doing well, man. Um, just getting ready for, I mean, this, I guess, anytime something comes up football-wise, it makes me ready for it to start. I, get, I think we're still four months away, maybe, but uh, all in all, doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing pretty well. Uh, after seeing the news about the NFL draft, not the best, but it's okay. Like, I think we, I don't know. I don't know about you. When I saw that only three guys got asked to even come to the NFL combine, I got kind of the frame of reference that it's not going to be our year in the NFL draft. And that's okay. I, I, we all know we went through this coaching change. We all know the last couple of years of Gus, he wasn't necessarily recruiting at the top level like he had been. And I think that's kind of this trickle down effect of the guys going to the draft right now. And maybe even one other factor, I don't know about you, Jared, but like the COVID year gives some of these players this extra year that if they're not, you know, really content with where they think they're going to go in the NFL, they end up staying. They stay for an extra year, develop a little bit more instead of, you know, playing practice squad, going switching around NFL teams. Sure. You're making money, but like, I think a lot of these guys have high hopes. I mean, you come to an sec school and there's a lot of players that come to sec schools and get drafted. And that's kind of the way it is. Jared, any kind of thoughts on you know, how you're kind of framing this with us only getting one player drafted when there's lots of other schools, and particularly SEC schools, that have multiple players and lots of them getting drafted? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, several ways you can look at it, and I don't know, there's probably a little bit of everything. But, you know, Gus, Gus recruiting the past, his last few years was not fantastic. That hurts. Um, player development was one of the question marks with Gus and I'm not trying to put all this on Gus, but you know, if you're not developing players as well, COVID messed everything up. So we didn't come in with a hot hand. Um, you know, I do think that another thing you were talking about COVID letting people play another year. I think we probably had a few guys that potentially could have gone in later rounds, maybe even on the offensive line, believe it or not. Maybe Shinker could have, you know, you never know somebody grab him in the fifth or sixth round. You just don't know what people need. So there were players that if they had not decided to come back, which we had a lot of linemen, Shinker, we had Derek Hall, uh, we had Colby Wooden, those guys decided to come back. They could have gone pro. Mm-hmm. Those two guys would have been drafted. And, and, and I was even thinking Anders Carlson. I mean, if he didn't Anders, tear his ACL. He might have been, been drafted. He might have been. And um, even if he's not necessarily drafted, I mean, some teams picking him up. Yeah. And, you know, okay. So, like on the team right now, you know, Tank is obviously a guy that's going to go to the NFL. So, you know, you need more. You look, Georgia didn't have a ton the past few years. You know, they had like four or five, maybe, which is better than one. And then, boom, they blew up with 15. Mm-hmm. And really, they were able to keep their core guys together, buy in work one more year and a lot of these guys benefited from a senior year at georgia so maybe we'll see that here with some of our guys that decided to stay around um yeah i don't expect a georgia type you know transformation but you know at the end of the day i I think if everybody 
who was eligible to go to the NFL went, we probably wind up somewhere around the, the four mark uh, versus one, and that's not great. But 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 if you look at – so I've got the NFL draft picks by SEC school, Georgia at 15, LSU at 10, which we'll, we'll talk about that in a second because I think that's really interesting. Seven for Alabama, six for Ole Miss, five for Tennessee. We'd be – kind of smack dab in the middle middle of the SEC with Kentucky and Texas A&M, which, I mean, think about Texas A&M. They are one of those up-and-coming SEC schools, at least at this point. And, you know, I wouldn't be necessarily, you know, under the first year of a head coach. Like, wouldn't that wouldn't be too bad. But obviously that didn't happen. And we are here. But I, I don't know. What's kind of your thoughts on kind of where that is? Like, especially like, the high picks like Georgia getting 15. I mean, it sounds like if you have 15 guys drafted, that's a big reload that's coming the next year. Like a big reload. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, LSU, they weren't able to do it. You know, they had that year. Georgia just beat their record of 14, I believe, uh, you know, from their 2019 team, LSU's 2019. So they were not able to reload. And and so now they're replacing their coach. Um you know, Georgia's going to have to reload. The only scary thing is, is they're loaded with talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did take these guys, you know, almost a full four years in Kirby's scheme to to get to NFL level. So, um, yeah, for them, that's hard. You know, Bama losing seven. Ole Miss is six, surprises me, with six players Yeah, that, that were drafted. You know, I don't know. But, I mean, good for them. I don't think that's going to be a, a normal for them. You know, I would say anywhere in that five, six, seven range on average every year should be kind of, you know, five should probably be your 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 low point, right? For a school like Auburn, if if it, that's not happening, that probably means you need a new coach. If you're not bringing in quality enough guys, developing them, developing them well enough to where you're putting like five guys in the NFL every year, I don't think that's crazy to ask. Well, um, and, and that's that's one of the things that's a part of recruiting now is hey, I'm putting these guys in the NFL. And, and, you know, if Harson can't back that up, I mean, there, there's going to be even more people. And, you know, we, we had the whole craziness of right after the season ending, like everybody calling for Harson's head. I mean, even more people are going to be calling for his head if that yeah. happens on yeah, a consistent no, I, basis. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll move on after this. But so if you're Harson, what are you doing? What's your pitch? My pitch would be, listen, Roger McCreary was a really good thought of player by the NFL. He was not probably – ever considered first round may have not even been second round he stuck around he bought into our system bought into our mentality and he became what a lot of people thought should have been first round and definitely got taken in the second so Mm -hmm. look give us time here's what we can do this guy was a three-star good player a year in our system we made him a good bit of money right so you know look there's not a great pitch but that's the pitch i'm giving yeah well, and, and honestly, I know everybody hates this, but be a little patient. And I, I, I don't like it because, you know, I, I saw the headline, only one player drafted for Auburn this year. And I was thinking, well, that sucks. Like, what happened? And, you know, then you step back and you think, well, I think a lot of these players, and you, we've already gone through them, Derek Hall, Coley Wooden, offensive lineman, Anders Carlson. And, and I'm sure there's a handful more that I think would have put their name in the hat for an, in the NFL draft but didn't either because of an injury or thinking they can get an extra year of development. I think in like two to three years, as long as Harson's still here, Harson can say, you know, Hey, we've gotten 
more guys drafted the longer I've been here. And we're, you know, being competitive, developing players. That's what, that's what the you know, recruits want to hear. That's what, you know, the mamas want to hear. Hey, my kid's going to be able to ride for me, you know, later in life because they made a lot of money in the NFL. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the kind of stuff that, that sells, sells teams. Um, so I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of factors that factor into it, though. I'm not like freaking out necessarily right now, but it is kind of like one of those little red, you know, like little yellow flag of like, this might be a little bit of an issue. It's not a red flag, you know, to me yet, but we'll, we'll just kind of, you know, see how that happens, you know, how the players develop and see if the NFL likes the guys that, you know, Harson's recruiting, because I think the guys Harson's recruiting are not drastically diff- different than Gus's, but you know, it's, it is different. And we, we saw that with all the guys leaving last year, you know, think about how many guys jumped into the transfer portal and left over the last like year, maybe even two years. Well, I guess since Harson got here, so about a year. And it's like, that's, that's a lot of people just because like they didn't like Harson's system, but now I think the guys that are coming in buy into Harson's system. Let's see what it does. I think only time can tell, especially for the NFL. It's one of those things where they got to have at least a little bit of a track record and, and you know, all the measurables to get into the NFL. So let's talk about the first draft pick and the only draft pick for Auburn, Rob McCree. So even I remember thinking back when he started for Auburn early on in his career, I'm a DB. I love DBs. There was just something special about Roger McCreary. And I I started like the Roger McCreary watch pretty much almost every week during the regular season because Roger McCreary was making plays. When the quarterbacks were passing to his wide receiver, he was doing things. And I think that that says a lot about, you know, how much he's, how far he's come because he's played a lot, but I think he's gotten, progressively better and better and better up until you know now he's drafted in the second round 35th overall close to getting in the first round and i think that that's pretty impressive because there's i i don't i personally don't think of auburn right now as a big you know cornerback university but if you look back at our track history you know he's our fourth cornerback in the last you know five drafts that have been taken in the first three rounds. So Auburn's putting out some great cornerbacks recently. And Roger McCreary is just one of those products out there. What's kind of your thoughts on, you know, him landing at the Titans and uh, you know, how he might be able to fit in there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know much about the Titans. I mean, I mean, I know that they're not a bottom dweller team. They make the playoffs, although they just got rid of AJ Brown or yeah, I think it's that receiver, the stud receiver. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're going to be uh, made of next year, but I mean, it's a quality team. I mean, it's better than going to Jacksonville or, you know, the, you know, the teams that don't ever make the playoffs. So he's in a good spot. Um, Hopefully he can go there and, you know, you know, contribute, learn under, you know, the guys that are already there. And um, I think he'll be a good player. You know, I don't know if he'll ever be a pro bowler. Um, Maybe he will, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we've put, you know, we got, we have two defensive backs that, you know, Tampa Bay that have, Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we might have had a defensive back on the Rams this year. We had somebody on their team. So yeah, we we've had some uh you know some some success there. And I think we got our best recruiter at the defensive back spot. 
um, right now on the team. So maybe that's maybe that's our sales pitch to players, you know? Yeah, uh, and, and you know what's kind of interesting to me? I I thought you know, and I think like most people, our strength last year was our defense, and part of the reason was we had Roger McCreary in the secondary. We knew we could stick him out a lot of times on an island and say, guard this guy all by yourself, no safety help. And he was able to do it. And that's, that's the kind of thing I think caught the NFL, you know, their, their attention. And it got to the point where, you know, I mean, his name was mentioned in the first, first round for a lot of people. And it wasn't really until, which I still think is funny um, that they, you know, they measured his wingspan and he was two inches, you know, a little too short. And you're like, what does that really matter? Like, I, I understand like, you know, defensive back, like you have to, you know, have a good wingspan to like, you know, swat the ball down, guard the defensive back or guard your wide receiver, that kind of thing. But two inches, like, is that, what do you, what do you make of that, Jerry, when you heard that just because of that, he essentially got dropped from the first round, first I round. Mean, I don't get some of that stuff. Now these people get paid for it and they do it a lot more than I do. So you, I assume they're, they're wiser in that, but like, I, I, here's the deal. So they spend so much time on that that they wind up gra- drafting a lot of duds. I want to know, does the kid know football? Like how's his mind? Is he a football player? Is he a ball hawk? Is he around the ball? Mm-hmm. Like put him on film. And I, yeah. Do you want him to be taller? You do. But if you put the film on and he's a good ball player, it's the same thing with Jacoby McClain. Blows my mind with that guy. Yeah. Um. Like, well, yeah. And, and- you know, Roger and uh, Zacoby McClain have been playing top level SEC talent, yeah. which it's so obvious. I mean, again, the SEC had the most, you know, picks of any conference. Again, like we're going up against hard competition each and every week, literally NFL talent every single week. And Roger and Zacoby and all the other players are rising up to the, to the challenge. If you ever lead the SEC in tackles, you should make an NFL roster. Yeah. I ain't saying you're going to be a starter. I don't know if you're going to pan out. You should get a shot. If you're in the SEC, the best competition in college football, and you lead that conference in tackles, which Zacoby did two years ago, you should get a shot in the NFL. I mean, I, I you at least comprehend football. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. You know how to fill gaps. I mean, you can make the argument where you lead the team because nobody else is any good. Yeah, that works a little bit on safety and DBs if they're having to come in and make tackles. I mean, a linebacker, I mean, that's their job. And if you're doing that job in the best conference in college football, yeah, I just I do not understand the lack of respect for him. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network booster, 
exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. I think Zacoby has, he doesn't have the measurables. And I think no. that's, that's, the, that's the issue. But you, you turn on yeah, any games, literally any games. I mean, especially, okay. What games was he injured in? You look at those games. How was Auburn's defense? Compare that to when Zacoby's in there. It's night and day. And, and it just shows how much of an impact he is. And you're just like, that's crazy. I, I'm glad, honestly, you know, the Baltimore Ravens ended up signing him as a free agent. And I hope he makes the roster because he has the capability to do so. I mean, he's obviously a smart enough guy. He knows where the ball's going. He may not be the biggest guy. But that's okay if he can, you know, know where the ball's at, make a good tackle. And Jacoby McClain, <laughs> how many times did you, how many times? I can't even think of one. Can you think of one one time where you were like, dang, Roger McCreary, or I mean, Jacoby McClain missed a tackle? Like, I can't. I can't think of a tackle. He did miss an interception that would have yeah. saved Gus Malzahn's job, probably against AM. <laughs> but. Tackle-wise, no. And, I mean, I, yeah, I don't get it, man. I mean, you measurables, you, you can't measure instinct. And anybody that's tackling at that level is has, just has instinct and knows how to fill the gap. And it should have never been this problem with Georgia State. But just go put that film on. He had to sit out a, game, a half because of a bogus targeting at Penn State. Oh, yeah. Georgia State ran all over us. We bring him back in, they don't score a point. Yep. So, I mean, and again, it's Georgia State. I get it. But, like, that's how impactful he is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, anyways, okay, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> so, let's, you know, you, we talked about impact. Somebody that impacts above the neck, Smoke Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you get that one? Yes, Targeting, sir. boy. Hey, I, I looked him up. So, he's, he's a free agent or signed as a free agent for the saints guess how much you got paid just to sign i i don't know but it was you know probably not a bad payday like it was way more than i was saying i was saying like 30 to fifty thousand. no one hundred twenty thousand guaranteed to sign with the saints Good and i'm him, sure man. i'm sure you know if he signs and you know ends up making the squad i think man he could be making some good money and and i think smoke is one of those guys I mean, I heard, I even heard like fifth or sixth round potential guy, and it just didn't work out that way. That he ended up that he he just got a free agent deal versus you know getting lap, drafted in the the later rounds. So I'll be really interested in to see what he does because he he's a safety. But I mean, we saw it at Auburn a lot where he'd kind of walk up, almost play like a linebacker type role, especially in in very you know run design plays and. Smoke was a fantastic guy at that. And I think even this last year, one of the things that I saw him develop a little bit in was dropping back into pass coverage, which you're going to have to do that in the NFL a lot. So I think if he continues 
that ability. He's already got the run blocking ability, in my opinion. But that's something that, you know, the passing, guarding the wide receiver, guarding the tight end that that comes, he, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough for him. But, you know, if he can do it, good for him. Because, I mean, I love Mises Smoke Monday. I loved him. Um, do you think, you know, Smoke could have potentially, I know he, he probably wouldn't have, but do you think he, he regrets leaving instead of like staying another year? And you know, using that COVID year. Um, I, no, I he I think he had a uh, I, I don't. This came to light after, but I, I think he had a problem with Harson a little bit. So from that regard, I don't think he regrets it. But mm. from just a could he have developed more? I don't know that Smoke would have become any more than he is. Not saying that he's not going to make it in the NFL. It's all about fit in the NFL. But I think that he probably. I don't know that he would have. You know. Uh, gotten gained anything uh from coming back for one more year Um, that's possible and i thought the same i don't i don't know if he would have you know done any better at least at auburn and you know he graduated so he's he's done he got his degree did what he wanted to played you know three years at auburn and amassed 172 tackles five interceptions and 17 tackles for loss like not that bad. <laughs> Not yeah, Smoke that was bad. a good player. I mean, Smoke, he hits you. You know he hits you when he hits you. And he, you know, he had a knack for the ball. I mean, he had the he had the pick six against Bama a few years ago. He had a, mm-hmm. he had a pick six against uh, Tennessee that sealed the deal a few years ago when we were playing her, horrific offense. Oh so, gosh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's he can find the ball. I, th- I think he sometimes takes the wrong guy. So, I think occasionally, you know, he, he'll, uh, at safety, I think he'll bite on it to try to get the pick. And, mm-hmm. and that can, you know, leave. You don't need to do that as a safety unless you're 100. percent Oh no, certain because you are the safety valve. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I think he's a, I think he's a quality player with the right coaching. He could have a long career in the NFL. Yeah, he could. And, and I think, I mean, he said it. He's betting on himself. I mean, I think any of these guys, especially the free agents, they're betting on themselves to play well and show teams during their, you know, their camps and essentially trying to get a spot on their team. I mean, you're essentially putting your name out there for, I want to try out for your team. And I'm taking a bet on myself to do that. And we'll see how many of these guys end up panning out. But I think Smoke has a pretty good shot at that, uh, just because he can do a lot of things. He's a pretty versatile guy already. And, you know, I I bet the NFL likes that. Um, Another guy, Chandler Wooten, he signed with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, if you kind of think back on it, even his history with Auburn, he was uh, he took a year off for 2020 because of COVID concerns. He also had a kid that year. And, uh, you know, think about this. His senior year, he comes back and has one heck of a season. I mean, he was the second leading tackler with 95 tackles this season and five tackles for loss and interception and defended four passes. That's incredible for a guy who literally took a full year off, came back and, you know, ended up winning his team over and became the team captain his senior year. So I, I think, again, he's one of those maybe hidden gems that, you know, somebody like the Cardinals could, you know, maybe use just to you know give you some depth while he's kind of fitting into the NFL mold. All right. Another guy that we uh, got, uh, at least for the free agents, uh, was TD Moultrie. Um, he ended up signing with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he came back for his fifth season last year. 
um, due to using a COVID year. And uh, he now has a chance to make it in the NFL. What's your thoughts on TD Moultrie and like where you think maybe TD could fit into the, the Steelers and, you know, what kind of attributes do you think, you know, the NFL looked at and said, yeah, we want to take a little bit of a bet on you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think TD's got, you know, freak measurables. I mean, he was, like I said, the year we recruited him, Gus said he was the best player. We mm-hmm. just never, we never found a role for him with Gus. And, and TD had, was a defender of Harson, you know, during all this saga and said that, you know, Harson, he said, I don't know what everybody's talking about. I just know that, you know, Harson and them got, you know, the most out of me ever. Mm, and, yeah. and he kind of allowed me to, 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 you know, play my role. So I think TD would have been a guy that had he been allowed to come back another year may have, and he may have benefited because I think he was, you know, liking what he was, what he was seeing. Um, Chandler Wooten was a big defender of, of, you know, Harson as well. Yeah. <clears throat> which doesn't mean anything about how they're going to do in the NFL, but I think Chandler is a pretty mature kid. I think that for you to take a year off and a very valid reason with COVID, but to take a year off and to come back and be voted captain is that's just doesn't happen. So, yeah, you know, well, and to do it and be a father. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's another yeah. you know big step. I mean, we've seen it with, with guys, as soon as they have a kid, their maturity just ramps up. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't know this. He appears to be a little taller. So if, you know, he just doesn't seem real bulky. So maybe, maybe he'll find a role. Maybe there could mm. be, a, you know, a, a kind of a pass protection type, uh, not pass protection, but pass defender, you know, on a, on a third, when they got to have go like a nickel type thing, but they also want a guy that can tackle. Right. Um, he might be able to play because he looked at, again, I don't, he's probably not this size, but he kind of reminded me of Carlos Dansby, more of a taller linebacker. Um, somebody's probably already knowing this, that that's totally wrong with his size, but he just looked a little taller. Um, so there may be a role for Chandler, uh, you know, TD again, you know, on, on just looking at the size of him, you're always going to love him. Um, can he morph that into, you know, everything he could be? I don't know. Um, I hope he can. I mean, there yeah. were times I think people kind of questioned whether he loved football, um, cause it just wasn't ever clicking. But I mean, that's only for TD to know. So hopefully, it, hopefully it pans out for him. Yeah, it really did seem like it, it took him a while for us to really see who TD Moultrie could be. And I still don't think like we ever really fully saw what I think even Gus saw in him and why he recruited him. <laughs> and you know, maybe that's partly on Gus for not developing him. Um, but. I mean, that, that's something that maybe the NFL says, Hey, we got a little bit of raw talent here. And, you know, we look at him and say, dude has some talent. Let's use him. Um, who knows? And, uh, it, I mean, for a guy to have a name like TD, like your name is TD, like touchdown, like, come on. Like it's a, such a great football name. Like <laughs> there's yeah. some great ones out there, but I love a guy like that. I agree. So last guy that got a free agent deal is uh, Demetrius Robertson. He was our Georgia transfer for this last year. Um, we, as you know, we needed some wide receivers this last year. And uh, he ended up you know, doing decently well at Auburn. Didn't do anything super crazy. Uh, ended up this last year with almost 500 yards and four touchdowns in the 2021 season. And, uh, you know, think about this, like, he was a former four-star wide receiver. And I think really up until he got injured, even before coming to Auburn, he was putting up some crazy numbers. And, you know, I think he was just kind of working his way back in. And, you know, maybe 
somebody looks at him, especially think about this. He was also doing some pretty good stuff on special teams. And Demetrius Robertson could be, you know, you know, part backup wide receiver and then, you know, special teams guru type guy. That would be a pretty cool thing for him to be able to do. Um, so I don't know. I feel like that that could be really cool. So we will see. We will see how that, that goes. Any other thoughts about kind of our overall draft um, and, and kind of where guys landed? No, not really. I mean, I think we've hit on it. I think this this is basically closing the full closing of the chapter, you know, of the class from last year, the team from last year. So, I mean, you know, everything's looking forward now. What can we do with the guys we got? How can we get those guys, you know, draft ready? Um, because that's really what it's about. Honestly, you're trying to bring players in. You're trying to make them to be the best they can be so they can go to the NFL. And in the meantime, while you're doing that, you piece that together and then you have a great team. Mm -hmm. So that's what you got to, they got, and and I'll be honest with you, you know, regardless of everything that went on and stuff like that, I do think Harson is a good X's and O's football coach. And so I think if Harson can get enough talented players in there, I think he can start producing NFL talent. Yeah. Um, the problem is there there is no margin for error. It's a big business. I understand that. I'm not a defender of Harson. I'm just looking at what it is, and I think he can do it. But it, it, you know, will he be given the time? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even look at his players that he drafted at Boise, or he got drafted at Boise. Like he had some, and that's a pretty you know cool thing to say, even out of you know a non Power Five school. And you know now he's at a Power Five school with arguably a lot more talent you know in in the pool so yeah again we'll see how it how it turns out in the next two to three years or however long we end up having arson but if you know we don't start getting a bunch of guys drafted in the nfl i i think people are going to start raising some some questions about you know where is that i mean especially if you have you know it's just an average season like a seven and five or eight and four type season you know, and you're only getting like three guys drafted, there's going to be some big questions for you. And uh, Harson's going to have to answer those. Yeah. I, and, you know, everything's so polarizing these days. I, I always kind of watch what I say on here because, you know, people love or hate. I, I honestly couldn't care less who's leading Auburn. Um, I just want them to make Auburn better um, and successful and do it in an upstanding way. You know, I want them to be a good person. Um, and so when I talk about Harson, I truly am just talking about what I'm seeing. I'm not defending or against or whatnot. Um, I think the guy can do it. I think the X is a nose piece, even so smoke Monday got a little upset and went on a rant because I think smoke was good friends with Kobe Hudson. And so he wasn't real excited about how that went down, mm. but even smoke Monday said, listen, Harson's problem is not X's and O's. He's a really smart coach. It was what we all already know by now is how he relates to people. Um, so even even his critics were saying the guy knows football. Mm-hmm. So can he get can he put a system in place that allows Auburn to bring in enough quality players? If he can do that, I think he'll be successful. Yeah. Um, you just don't have a lot of time. He's going to have to win some this year that he that he maybe shouldn't because you got to buy more time. Yeah, I think at least win one game that you you nobody says you should win. I mean. And that's that's what I mean. If we end up having another six and seven season, something like that, he's gone. I, mean, I don't know if I can say that on here, but yeah, <laughs> I, I I think you're right. 
Yeah, yeah, if that happens again, I, I think he's honestly got to win eight games. I know this podcast isn't about that, but um, yeah, I, I mean, but here's one thing, and then I, I know I'm talking a lot. We all forget. It's easy to go back and look last year and say, "Oh, we lost the last was it four or five games." That is terrible. Should never happen. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, that's taking out all nuances. The nuance is we were in every one of those games. We actually led in four of them. There was at one point we were ninety something percent chance of hmm. winning like three or four of them. Right. And one of them Even was the against Bama. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, like, you know, it's easy to look at the record and listen, while it's going on, I'm pulling my hair out. But it's easy to look at the record and say, Oh, well, they're I mean, they were terrible last year, they're gonna be terrible this year. But if you look at the actual what happened, you're like, Okay, they were they were a broken quarterback foot away from Eight and four, nine and three. Mm-hmm. And that absolutely. is not a crazy comment. No, absolutely. I mean, you put Bo Nix in the Iron Bowl, you got to believe we win that one. You got to believe it. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, I went off on a different direction there. But I, I, if people are, like, just trying to get through the dog days of summer here, what do I have to look forward to? I, I would not listen to the publications out there that are saying six wins max because it's possible. But if things break barely a different direction last year it was a really good season mm-hmm. yeah and, and i mean even harson has said you know he learned the most in this last year and i think that's because he saw how margin uh you know the thin razor thin line of do you win the game or lose the game and it's it is razor thin in the sec for a lot of these games and you know sometimes it is a little bit of how the ball you know hauls but it, it's also how your players play in the big moments. So it's kind of that combination. All right, Jared, before you get out of here, how can uh, people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.